Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Well, that was a weekend. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. The subject of today is radio as we sit down with the team from Murphy, Sam, and Jody from 96.1 FM in Baton Rouge. That's 96.1 The River. But first up, thank yous all around because the third annual Smoke Em If You Got Em fundraiser this year benefiting the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation was, in my opinion, a great success. What about yours? Definitely a huge success. The weather was great. People were there. We raised almost enough money. Uh, well, she says almost enough. So inside thing here, our goal was $20,000, and that's kind of, that was really the thing going in. Now, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, they were happy with this event, uh, even if it did half that because they wanted to have a larger platform standing here in Baton Rouge. But for us, we really wanted to <clears throat> blow last year's numbers out of the water last year we did about twelve thousand five hundred well the early numbers are in and it looks like we're going to be in that nineteen thousand and some change range so we're close to it and that is still in my opinion a success not as much success as we wanted but hey we didn't lose any money doing the event we did great what was your favorite part of it oh just the people, I guess. Everybody yeah. coming together, finally having Michelle and Emma around. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the music was great. The weather was finally good. Spectacular. Um, I mean, just all around, just great. So, you know, we had a silent auction and a live auction this year. Gordy Rush and Anna Betts with Guarantee. Uh, they hosted the auction for us. And, um, I mean, they did a great job. We auctioned off. <clears throat> Gosh, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's this strong coffee. It's killing my throat. Uh, they auctioned off a number of great items that people walked away with from jerseys to jewelry to uh, political memorabilia. I mean, just a lot of great stuff. The food was amazing. The patriotic pastries were a home run. Definitely. So good. Uh, you know, the mayor was there. The sheriff was there. Former police chief Jeff LaDuff was there. District attorney Hiller Moore was there. Adam Knapp with the Baton Rouge area chamber was there. Didn't even know Adam was a cigar guy. That's good. <laughs> uh, Rose Hudson, Rosie with the Louisiana Lottery was in attendance. Uh, who are we missing? That's like the, it comes us. up. Us. We were there. Uh, we were there. <laughs> there you go, Miss Orlando. We were there. And, you know, we had more people there trying to find a way to get some of those CYE dry fit polos that we oh, had really? on. <laughs> Gordy even said as he was doing the silent auction, how do I get one of those? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a stiff line to get over to get one of those. So everything was great. Don Juan Cigar Company really showed out. Justine, I always say it, she's a rock star. And they came hey, did you get again. your smoking box? I did get my smoking oh, box. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. See that? This Someone is the, was determined yeah, to get a smoking that, box. I was, and see, there you go, people. When I tell you, you got to get, you got to get through her to get to me. You heard, you heard that, right? So we got the smoking box, and we got, um, we were able to do send it a couple back with Michelle. We sent an mm-hmm. unopened box to Taya and the group, and we all and a bunch of us signed it, and we sent an empty box for display signed by all of us because the box is a commemorative box because it's marked with the Smokem logo specifically for 2016. So, listen, I'm very proud of everyone who was involved with this year's event. 
I think it went off without a hitch. Very happy and proud of my team because they busted their butts, as we all did, to try to make this a success and to serve the public there. Brian Dykes and his team at Ben 77 did a phenomenal job serving the crowd. The music was amazing. Chris DiCarlo with the pastries, they did a great job from the setup to the variety of foods there. It was just a great, great environment. Jameson really came through for us as well. Uh, you know, Dennis Lashua with uh, the fishing trip and the hunting trip. David Savona with Cigar Aficionado magazine giving us tickets to their Big Smoke event in Vegas. And on and on and on. I'm sure I'm going to forget someone. But listen, this whole thing was about serving military veterans. And we worked really hard on doing this. Managing this thing every day, but also making certain that Smoke'em was everything we wanted it to be. And the only words I can think of that sum up the best way to thank everyone is to say, thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next year. Yes, sir. We're looking forward to it. All right, now... We sat down, I guess, about three weeks ago with the team from Murphy, Sam, and Jody at their studio at the iHeart building and talked about a number of things. Uh, We recorded this interview in the days following the death of Prince, and Jody is a massive Prince fan, and she talks a little bit about that, but we take you behind the scenes of a syndicated radio show, I think the longest-running radio show in, in Baton Rouge, and it was a great conversation And you'll get a chance to hear their personalities, their conversations behind the scenes and what they think about radio. I thought it was a it was a fun 45, 50 minutes we spent with them. Very interesting. I just didn't uh, guess you don't really realize when you're in the back scenes and it was very interesting. Yeah. All of the people there, all of the moving parts. And we went to their studio to do it. So there there's five of them who intermingle on the air and they do it smoothly. And you'll get a chance to hear uh, from them and the genesis of the show and how they make that magic every day. And that is next. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. This is The Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. All right, back with the team from Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I just learned here before we started, you guys are in 41 markets now. And Isn't that crazy? New York, Chicago, L.A., you know. Not that one, not that one, not wake that up, one, Sam. Sam. Wake up. Did y'all let Sam come along? I mean, Let. He's, uh, it's Murphy this, and Jody featuring Sam. It's an owl. <laughs> no, this is the, this is the truth. This is the truth. And okay. once you're with us for a little while, you know, you'll know. It ain't a party without Sam. No, this, 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 I tr- this I do know from my days back here. I can remember parties where Sam yeah. showed up, and it was indeed a party with Sam. Yeah, the ones where we had to call the cops. Yeah. Good there was days. a little bit of that, a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah. How did all of this get started? All of this? You mean like the-, the Let f- them take you back. Well, it's five of us now. Yeah. You know, it's Murphy and Sam and Jody and uh, Emily, who's not Fabulous, really- Fabulous. She's Emily. awesome. She's not just That's our producer. Right. It, it, you know, behind the scenes, Ops. she is our network 
VP of operations. Okay. And so she's the one who also manages the 40 plus radio stations yeah. and make sure that we're coordinated in what we do. And then producer David, who just came on board, who's awesome too. He filled in when Emily was on maternity leave this last time. Yeah. And we just decided we weren't going to let him go. Yeah. He's like the whiz with the camera. Social and all media keeps us so, fun and young. Got to have all of that. So now. it started actually without Jody, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Good old days. Um, it was just me and Sam that started together in wow. 1992, July of 1992 to be exact. Wow. Over, and it was just Murphy and Sam. And I'm going to shed a tear yeah, listening to these know. dates. I think we were like 17, 18. <laughs> hey, good morning. It's Murphy and Sam. And the Not thing is, chance. it just wasn't, mm. you know, it, you can't really do something like this without a female presence. It's just two dudes. It's just all right, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, we actually had another female that joined us originally. For a couple of years her name was amy and so it started as murphy sam and amy and then when she decided to pursue other career interests yeah um jody was actually when she got tired of sam you mean <laughs> right. <laughs> right. you want some behind the scenes huh <laughs> that's exactly right um, yeah. but jody was actually our producer at that time and she's like okay. oh, i can do this and so in december of 1997 it became murphy sam and jody and it stuck i mean it didn't take long to figure out it, it, there was just a natural chemistry right yeah I mean, I knew from the time, from the moment I walked into the room that I just felt like I was supposed to be working with these two. Why? It didn't mean I liked them. Why? It just means I did, I knew that I was supposed to be working with them. I just felt it. Yeah. It just was weird. You know, morning radio is different than any other form of media at all because mm-hmm. everything is happening so long form, so right. in the moment. I just recorded an interview that's going to run with a friend of mine, David Cuvion, who is a retired Marine colonel. Mm-hmm. And he ran one of the provinces in Iraq. He's from West Baton Rouge, but he ended up really? running the Wasit province. About Sam, a- didn't you do something similar to that years ago too? I uh, know that was just down along the coast near uh, Cameron, well, that was, uh, that was Cameron the, Parish. That yeah. was the West Bank. That's it. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know, we talked about how nine eleven happened during morning mm-hmm. media. It did. And so coming in and putting this together, you guys have a seamless chemistry and you're doing a lot because behind the scenes, people don't really know all of the things that you manage on morning radio. Right. Kind of talk about that a little bit, how you make that work. So even when you're screaming at each other behind the scenes, because I've had a few of those with people I've done morning shows with on the air, people don't know that this isn't just a seamless operation. Yeah. Well, especially since Jody and I are married. Yeah, there is that. I was, I'm going to get to that in just a minute, by the way. There are those mornings when it's not been such a pretty night before. So, so mornings when you're not speaking to each other, but you're talking Sam with each other Sam knows it immediately. Yeah. Sam can feel it immediately. Yeah, I guess who's stuck in the middle, Clay? <laughs> um, you know what? What's funny about it is there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Sure. But it really, truly, at the end of the day, does not matter. It's supposed to feel like a, a mm-hmm. welcoming party, and something you can ride along with. And I hope that it does, because once we're underway, that's how it feels to us. Right. That's how it feels to me. So this incarnation of the show is nearly you know, 20 years on the air here yes. and in 41, uh, 40 other markets. There has been a lot of turnover in morning radio in Baton Rouge in that time. And I don't, there may be only two or three other shows that have, well, I don't know that anybody has been around as long as you guys have done mornings here. I don't think so. I I mean, I guess not consistently Mm -mm. now. That's kind of crazy to think about that because I hadn't really thought about it that way. No. Um, You know. I think it is the longest running morning show. Yeah. It would have to be. We've been really fortunate that we're able to anchor 
and and syndicate uh, yeah. using the, t- the industry term out of Baton Rouge sure. because it's sort of a non traditional place to you know to do that. It, Big D and Bubba were doing something very similar you know years ago. They originated at Wink, and so yeah. we originated on River in Baton Rouge, and then and grew from there. And <clears throat> um, so I guess really the other long running morning shows have either been imported shows like the Kid Craddock show that even yeah. beyond his passing has been on FMF now for sixteen years, seventeen yeah. years, and um, wow. God, we've been around for a while if we're the longest running now. Ouch. There's some, Let's there's move some on, real, Clay. There's some real, I mean, there's some real legends. Um, I'm trying to remember her name, and she passed away a few years ago, Clay. She was a staple at WXOK uh, for Eula 40 May years. Hatter. Yes, Eula May Hatter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so like the angel darling of Baton yeah, Radio. So that's right. I don't think anybody's lasted as long as she has. That's right. Um, but, you know, so what do you think, guys? Are we going to do... 20 more years like this? I don't know about 20 more, but... Well, Dave, Dave and I are hoping so. Yeah. We need jobs. Yeah. But talk about the behind-the-scenes things that you do. You said something earlier that I'm going to come back to about being syndicated out of Baton Rouge because in the era of radio now, it's hard to be relevant in the communities that you are in but not in. You know what I mean? You're in markets that you don't get to touch every day, although I know that you guys try to touch them as often as yeah. you can. You know, how do you make that work so people listening to you in another town can say, you know, I don't know that they're not here. Or people who may right. go by. You know the old thing about going to the radio station to see Murphy, Sam, and Jody, even though right. you're not in their town. Now that's happened, too. I'm that sure it happen. has. They've told us on the phone, hey, look, I'm bringing some whatever up to the station for you. And it's like, <laughs> okay. That's yeah. right. Sam actually <laughs> met some of his ex-wives that way. <laughs> some of them. All right. I, I hope you didn't eat what they brought for you. <laughs> to uh, answer yeah. your question, um... I think it's easier than ever because we're so connected. Hmm. The radio stations that we work for in places like Savannah, Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, San Antonio, Texas. San, yeah, San Antonio. If they, as they, they let us know what's going on there. And if they're in touch with us, we're as in touch with, with the listeners and that audience as we can be. And the truth of the matter is if we're doing what we, we're doing our show the way we love to do it, just people who are friends who show up and have a good time every morning it doesn't matter if you're driving in the car in san antonio or if you're driving in the car in baton rouge or savannah georgia if you're connecting with us you're connecting with us right what's hardest about doing a syndicated show with a group of people hmm Everybody has an opinion. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, in this room, and, and I think well, I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm just right. saying you know we each have an opinion, and I think we're all pretty much leaders in in you know our own respective groups so that you know i think i have an opinion and, and being open-minded i think sometimes you know and, and listening to somebody out and then hearing it play out and thinking oh yeah that was a really good idea murphy or whatever you know that at least for me that's what it is there is a nuance to having multiple people on the air mm-hmm. having conversation knowing when not to talk over one another because the listener is only hearing it in a one-dimensional way it's coming right. through right. their speakers so kind of talk a little bit about that. How long did it take you guys first to get the rhythm of not talking over well, one another? When Murphy and I started, I mean, Murphy was, it was Murphy in the morning. Okay. Murphy uh, in the morning. It was just me? Yeah. And I was the news guy. Oh, I mean, right. it was the both of us, that's but right. I was the, I'd come in twice an hour and here's what's happening around Baton Rouge today. <laughs> Governor Edwin Edwards has been indicted again. <laughs> no, uh, you know, and then eventually it's like, hey, well, why don't, you know, because... I would sit in a little longer and would throw some barbs back and forth. Yeah. And so then it got to that. And then like Murphy said, it got even further with Amy and then with Jody, but it took a while for us to, because like now 
it, Murphy will start a sentence and I can finish it. I right. know what he's going to do. Right, and, right. and he's knowing that what he wants me to say and right. I know what it is and I can finish it. Right. But, and also being able to look at each other. We sure. know, okay, Jody's got something to say here. Here's the end of mine. Go, Jody. And, well, we try not to speak on top of one yeah. another. Right. And um, it's really weird because not only can Sam and I finish each other's sentences, Jody knows exactly how we're going. It's not, yeah. I, I want to say it's predictability. It's just chemistry. And so we've all kind of, we've learned, you know, who we are and we all have, very distinct, very personality, very different personality quirks. Because I'm, Jody says that I'm sort of a walking paradox, which is true. Because yeah. I mean, part of it, I'm a very passionate, very, very opinionated, very focused, take charge kind of a person. But I can also be very aloof, miss the common sense stuff, you know. And and she's the first to <laughs> Murphy steer is, me uh, in the right direction. One of uh, one of his things that he does regularly on the show is Mister Safety, you yes. know. And he tells us about how to be safe with uh, bank accounts and passwords and. Uh, you know, plugging in things to a power strip. I have heard. But <laughs> Murphy will have a power strip with 17 things plugged into it. While, while he's telling you, here's the right way to do it to be safe. On the other hand, come look at this. A fire hazard. So true. Having. So many stories like that from home, but we won't do that. This is about the show. Here. Well, you know, a, a big part <laughs> A big part of what you guys do is you talk about the kids, you talk about the girls, and, you know, Emily's now a mother and that whole thing. And to you two, guys yeah. bring, yeah, bringing the the kids into this. And I think that's a big thing for people listening is that mm-hmm. you guys sure it is. talk about what's going on with you. You talk about movies and uh, I, I'm trying to remember the movie one time where you guys were talking about some movie and uh, I think it was Disturbia or something. And Bob threw in a line about, yeah, we're going to take the girls to see Disturbia. And you're like, no uh, chance. No, it's kind of funny because it just kind of happened. But talk about that a little bit. Why, why, why you're so comfortable well, doing that. See, that, that kind of goes back to what you were saying about being in all the markets and how do you relate in those markets. Yeah. It's like, we're all, they're married. I've been three times. Uh, we all have kids. We're all right. parents. So it's like no matter where we are, there's people listening that are married mm-hmm. and have kids. And sure. it's like, you know, we don't have to say San Antonio to be relatable to right. you know, parents and kids and all that kind of stuff. It It's all it's a, the same. Right. Is it difficult to do a relatively family friendly show? And I think, well, yes, because it's with Sam in the room. Absolutely. Well, well, so much of it is over the heads of kids on the back seats. You know, Ed Bugs used to always say, I've got mamas with babies on the back seats. So he would speak and parent, which it would be innuendo way over their heads. Is that harder now when there is so much raw audio out there for people, even on terrestrial radio? I think that's an advantage for us, honestly. Don't you, Jody? It's an advantage I'm, because we don't have to, you really don't have to go there. It's become, Jody said, it was explaining something to me yesterday about an interview she heard with Prince and Prince. the way that he described his music, which yeah. I think kind of applies. Yeah. And I've tell, been mourning him for that. a week now yeah. and well, for, yeah. and I will be for a long, long time. And yeah. he said, we're talk about Prince too. I, of course we are. <laughs> he said, uh, someone had asked him about pushing the envelope when he first started. You know, and he said, well, yeah, I didn't know that I was pushing an envelope. He said, I was just doing what I was doing at the time. And everybody was, you know, shaken up about it. He says the problem with music now, and this interview was not long before he died. The problem in music now is that everyone's trying to push the envelope constantly. On purpose. It's, it doesn't work if you're forcing it. Yeah. Um, and as far as us being family friendly, it is second nature to me now. Sure. It is complete second nature to me now. Why? We we don't need anything that crosses the line. If you can be quality without crossing the line and bring everyone to the party, why not? It's better now. Yeah. I mean when you when you there was there were so 
few sprinkles of vulgarity on radio that when it happened, it was mm-hmm. such a big deal mm-hmm. and people talked about it. Mm-hmm. Now it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what, again, makes it easier. When I say that it's easier for us now is we actually stand out because of that difference. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's part of the reason that it, we've been able to grow from a syndicated standpoint, too. The, the era of the shock jock is, is over. Yeah. The era, really, of the traditional disc jockey is kind of over because people don't connect to that. You were asking about family and why, why do we talk about those things. You know, when you come in and you get together as a group like we are, where we're truly friends and you know get along great and just share stories, that's what connects with people. It's not the you know it's not always the next song that's coming up or the biggest news story or those yeah. kind of things. It's what's happening in real life? It's sharing. I think that people can just feel that we're real people. Yeah, we also have talked about having the Murphy and Sam after show too. Really? Yeah. So I think you should do that on a pay. Uh, it would have to be something. pay for pay for a listen. Yeah. The problem ex- is, it's a, you know, and Jody always says it's kind of a boys' club, and yeah, I mean that's exactly the way that Sam and I, you know, are. Um, you know, producer David was an LSU cheerleader, and we were talking about how he was he he, he does coaching in classes and those kind of things, and we were just kind of goofing around. And hey, Sam, what's your favorite cheer? Weren't you rooting for the team, the Nads? And then of course it just stopped there. <laughs> Don't even. But even that, we said, ah, that's not going to make the show. I know that doesn't cross the line. If Sam finished the line, it would. <laughs> yes. but, I well, never wanted to be a radio person. I just wanted to really? be a person who was on who had oh, to be get on what the you radio. Mean. Well, I hate so, that. I do too. When people are trying to be the radio guy, right. you know, it's just not it's way over. It is. You you made a comment about the era of the jock, the DJ mm-hmm. being gone. Yeah. I think that's a shame. Of the disc of the like the or, classic I, mean, I think, disc it's, I think it's a shame that you don't really know the person who's with you during the day say midday yeah. on a shift. Right. I think there was a time that you, you'd be listening to a certain genre of music, but mm-hmm. you'd be really listening to the jock who yeah. was on the air. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that has gone? Because you barely, in local radio you do, and maybe my advantage is I've done it, but I also buy it. But for people who are in town, they know you, they know y'all. Yeah, right. But there are not many personalities that if you say, you know, name me five outside of the ones you, you're going to name like you, they're, they're not going to be able to do it. Why mm-hmm. is that? I think part of that reason is really, you know, during like the 60s and the 70s, air talent really were able to be themselves. Yeah. And then sort of in the era, I don't know what happened. It became so commercialized in the 1980s where air talent were told, read what's on this card, only talk about the things the radio station's doing, and don't say anything else. People don't want to hear anything about you, which is really funny because for generations before that, that's how those classic personalities became personalities. Right. And so you kind of wound up with a period from the 80s through the 90s, I think, where that was became classic. Just talk over a song, and that's all we need you to do. Well, guess what? In 2016, you can get music everywhere Any, right. right and so that's that's, right. The, that's the great equalizer so what is it that makes radio or audio content period relevant it's connection relationship and i think there are people who listen to you who are not necessarily listening to you for the music i mean the music is fine mm-hmm. but they want to hear what y'all are talking about yeah, in the morning right. sam could do without the celine dion but you know yeah right we got rid of michael bolton yay <laughs> Celine's I you, next. I thought you were a big Celine Dion fan. Oh no, no, not going to Vegas for that one. No, uh, I misread that tattoo then. So, <laughs> so, so, what about where the business is headed? Because hmm. you know, and, and we're sitting here doing a podcast, and there's all the all this on demand audio, and mm-hmm. radio shows produce something after the fact. Uh, w- what about where radio is headed? He's Murphy is probably the person to answer that question because he is just. He can talk the business like nobody. I will have drool coming out of my mouth listening to him talk about the business. But I will say that I don't worry about this business being hurt at all because we will never, 
We will always need human connection. Sure. We'll yeah. never yeah. not want to seek that out. Yeah. What about, but, but he can talk the industry for you. Yeah. Like, no, it's not really industry. I think it's really, it's common sense. It's audio, period. Okay, forget it. It doesn't matter that it comes out of a radio or sure. out of your smartphone or whatever. Right. The, the audio creates connection. When you close your eyes and you hear somebody speaking or you experience that, it's very personal and intimate mm-hmm. because you create that visual yourself. And that's something that, uh, and, and it's nothing against visual content. We do plenty of it on our Facebook page and all that too. But there's really something special about connecting. You're in the car. You're driving on the road. You can't look at a screen at that moment anyway. Right. So getting to connect is what makes the difference. That's why no matter what form it takes, you can call it radio. Ten years from now, I don't know if it'll be coming over FMAM or whatnot. Right. right. But you will still be listening to things in this way. And so it's a very personal, intimate experience. It's the reason I got into it in the first place. And it's still just that romantic to me. I, I would agree. What, what do you say, Sam? Uh, well, you know, our best practices are. <laughs> what do you think in 10 years? Where, where's the industry going is the question. But yeah, I, I agree with Murphy. I don't know if, a, you know, the radio set as we know it will exist then. You know, on a computer or a phone or, or a chip something. in my head, you right. know. I may be able to think, sure would like to hear some prints right now, and boom, it's gone off in my head. Oh, well, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you, I mean, it, the reason it's not going to go away is because yeah. storytelling will never go away. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's the same it's the same concept. I don't know that I was actually No, I take that back. I was going to say I don't know that I learned that from the beginning, but I did. John Dobbs was the person who got me into radio in the mid-80s anyway at Baton Rouge High School. It was the radio training program there is this incredible thing, and that was the first thing he said. You always think and picture that one person. You're not talking to an audience. You're really just communicating with one person. It's the most intimate form of communication. And so here I am 30 years later, and that message still sticks with me and is still relevant. I find that for businesses – radio is the easiest for them to understand. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have lots of people who buy radio and Mm -hmm. they get it. Television can be a little bit harder because Mm -hmm. it's so hit or miss. And in the era of DVR, you may not even catch someone who'll see your commercials. The only things on television now, and I tell advertisers this, that you're going to catch in the moment will be the news Mm -hmm. and sports. Mm-hmm. Right. You, yeah. If you're watching the news, you're generally going to be watching it as it's happening right. because the six o'clock news at 10 o'clock makes no sense. Or if you're watching a football game, I don't want to I don't want to I want to watch it live. Or if I'm watching it after the fact, I'm going through the commercials because I want to get back to the game. Right. right. Radio is a lot different. So that's but you have to put the work into that part of it. Now, you guys are doing programming, but a big part of what you do is you got to sell it. People have to buy your show. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, there are people much smarter than us who do that for yeah. us. That's actually something that we actually don't handle. We wow. we sub out for that, and yeah, our we, job. We tried is, it for a while, and, right. and we had two Marcus forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Sam would pick up the phone. Hmm. I'm Sam, and uh, I, uh, I have a radio Mur- show. You've heard of Murphy, Sam, and Jody, right? Well, let me introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the sales part is not look. It's a business like anything else, but that's yeah. one of those where I, it's taken me. Well, I'm a jack of all trades. I immediately learned very quickly, get my hands out of that fast. Let somebody who knows much better than me handle that part. So, Emily, managing all of this stuff, how do you, you know, from there on the air, mm-hmm. running 100 miles an hour, talk about what you do with this show. Um, it used to be really crazy because we started growing really quickly. Yeah. Well, I, I stumbled across one of my first resumes I had to write while I was in college because I've been on the show for 12 years, guys. Hold on, dear. Jeez, has it been that Pants long? That yeah, I started as an intern in 2004. Wow. Don't we have term um, limits for this position? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm just kidding. And it said, I think it said something like, you know, on a syndicated morning show with eight affiliates. And yeah. we were proud of that. Of course yeah. we were. I mean, that was yeah. big. And now it's like 40. That's a big deal. And, you know, I'll say something about somebody's call letters and I kind of get looks I'm like you know and I'll say the city oh yeah 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 because they I mean they she just, remembers all that I deal with these people every day you know every single one of these people I WYVS w, you know whatever KQXT it's just it's weird so and how many crazy calls do you get from board ops in cities? You know, it's not calls so much anymore. Oh. People text. People oh, that's email. right. There is that. So. Yeah, yeah. That's right. lots of texting, lots of emailing. Um, but it's it's just something that um, I think that's the strongest part that I have to offer them. Not what I do anything on air. It's this crazy brain that I have of organization. <laughs> she already had that crazy brain, and then she became a mother. So I just think oh. if we get to a hundred affiliates, I'm not worried. I, I as she, I trust her completely with <laughs> oh. all of that. So when becoming you, a mother, you learn that you can just do anything. I mean, when you get to a hundred affiliates, what are y'all going to do with that guy, Sam? Sam? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna em- embrace him you know we pick on him a lot and we've been through a lot and all of that but we spent all of us more time together than Absolutely. i spent with my own family how sure. convenient that murphy well, and i are married yeah. like you know you know what i'm saying um i wouldn't want to do this without sam i wouldn't want to do it without murphy i mean it's just um i'm not gonna i, I don't it ain't a party without sam and uh, it doesn't work well, without a all a couple weeks parts. ago i had the that's Whatever stomach thing is that's going around, mm. you know, I was out with the. Wow, well, that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, and I'm. I, I didn't listen to the show. How was it? It was okay. It was yeah. okay. Yeah, thing, it, it really doesn't. Jeff. Yeah, it doesn't. That's why when we go on vacation, we all go on vacation together. We right. do the same. Because well, wait, it's just explain not, that. Though. Okay, we, we, we don't, don't travel together in yeah. the same rooms, but <laughs> yeah. Sam so doesn't come on vacation with us. So Although that could not, be an economical alternative. You're not yeah. sitting around the table doing Murphy, Sam, and Jody over. Uh, <laughs> no. No. no, Murphy no. and Jody, I really would like to go on my own vacation. <laughs> but I've explained that to a couple of people. Is and I love this industry. It's been an awesome career, and and I hope it continues forever. But I. I don't ever view myself in a solo role. Period. It's not going to be Murphy on the air by himself. I, I just, I think Jody, out of all of us, really probably has the greatest chance at any of that. Nothing against Sam either, but Jody is more well-rounded than the rest of us. Yeah. Jody is more comfortable in her own skin. Maybe is that a right Thank, way to say you know, it? You know? I, I hear you, and I, I mean, if I have to one day, but I will, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, after really twenty years, it's just difficult. It, it doesn't seem. Right. There are times I've found myself having to do stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean in a marriage sense. <laughs> Although uh, Sam is, well, he's not alone. Single. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, it, it, there's, I just get stuck. It doesn't come to me because mm-hmm. it's like I have to have that Group somebody mind. else saying something sure. so I can play off it. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's like I've, I've talked myself out. Somebody take it now. It's almost yes. like tag team. You know, we mentioned things that happen in the morning uh, Monday, August 29th in 2005, Katrina, mm-hmm. uh, really the storm was moving uh, away from us, but a lot of the damage was done into that Sunday through that Monday, but we were starting to see the aftermath of it later in that same day. Yeah. You guys were on the air when that was happening. 9-11 was on a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. You guys were on the air. What about those moments? 9-11, mm-hmm. I, the reason I remember that one? Jody was on maternity leave. Our daughter Taylor was only three weeks old, wow. and it literally was just me and Sam. And I don't even know if Emily was with us then. No, I think no, it was no. producer Drew. Producer Drew was here, mm-hmm. right? And so um, yeah, that was, that was a situation where we, you know, the first plane hit, and everybody thought, "Oh, gee, a commuter plane. Yeah. Somebody yeah. went off course." And then, yeah. you know, and it was just like, "Okay, so." So we run down the hall, and we see the first plane to WJBO, and that's where the, you know, we're watching everything on the video, and all of us were standing there when the second plane hit. Yeah. And we realized, okay, this story is much bigger than any of us. And so we 
took all the radio stations to network coverage. Sure. Obviously, there was nothing locally we could do to cover sure. that. But yeah, I won't ever forget that moment, mainly because we had a three-week-old three, three at home. I was worried about Jody. I was worried about Taylor and worried about the future, just like anybody right, else in right. America was. Well, in the aftermath of it, because that was that day, but then in the weeks right afterwards, there was yeah. so much you know, rebuilding psychologically and, and physically. What? How was that for you guys? I wasn't here. But what I'm saying psychologically, personally, I thought, oh my, I never felt more vulnerable in my life to have this child right. all of a sudden. Right. When you have a child, that changes everything. Sure. You know that. Yeah. Um, so I was very scared about this world. I remember being in rocking in the in her nursery, looking at the pretty green wall that Murphy had painted, quiet nest green, looking <laughs> at my little sanctuary of a nursery thinking, oh my God. Are more people coming? Yep. Are they coming yeah. here? Yeah. Are they going to go after Exxon, which is in my right. backyard? Right. I remember having those thoughts, and I was already um, psychologically fragile because I just had a baby. Sure, sure. Right. And, you know, that's a real thing Clay, mm-hmm. for women. You bottom out emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, well, she was my first concern, my child, obviously, but I remember thinking, wow. Our job back at the station and the guys right now is their job is to inform everybody, but also be a friend to everybody right. that's listening in the morning. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I know that they found a way. I listened some. But professionally, you have to keep it, it, you have to keep going. Right. But then when you turn the mic off, it's just like, I, I'm tired of this. Yeah. I, I'm just I, tired I, of saying it. I'm even. tired of saying it. Yeah. I'm tired of living it. Yeah. I'm, personally inside. And it's, it's the same thing with, you know, with Katrina being from New Orleans. Yeah. It's like seeing all that happen, trying to get in touch with mom to find out what's going on. Sure. West Bank's okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but it's like I can't just clam up and stop doing it because I'm not doing my job or serving the people or talking, doing it for everybody. But when the mic goes off and I go home, it's just like you fall apart almost. Right. Yeah. And the hard part with Katrina, because that's when I was here, um, you know, we had other markets. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, totally up north that you know, Hurricane Katrina wasn't as big of an impact for them. So we right. were doing a show locally. Yeah. Plus then yeah. then switching to do a show for affiliates. Yeah. So we you were actually two full shows and you're exhausted. If you remember we were actually we were actually doing three full shows because oh, we had yeah. an affiliate station in Beaumont, Texas, which had totally different needs because I think Rita was coming through yeah, like yeah. right on the heels of That's that. Right. And um, and then, of course, Baton Rouge and New Orleans needed its own special, dedicated, the rest of the world didn't understand, show for a good six weeks. Yeah. And then, like Emily said, and, and it was surreal about that, is we had our affiliate in Salisbury, Maryland, started that week. And so, in the midst of all this kind of psychological mess that we're in trying to figure out the right way to do we're also having to launch a show yeah. for a market that is not it wasn't exposed to it mm-hmm. and and so nothing that we were doing in baton rouge was really relevant so you have to kind of walk a balance of yeah. not overdoing what's happening here in a city that mm-hmm. may want to know about it but they don't want to be overwhelmed right with it. yeah and that That's was true. such an extreme situation normally we don't do it's totally different shows for sure. different markets, but yeah. that situation was so off the charts, we had to. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have been irrelevant. And what was crazy, too, behind the scenes, you know, you don't know how many people know this, but a, a lot of the radio folks from New Orleans evacuated. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, were up here, right? They were yep. living in the building. Yeah. We had uh, trailers set up outside, tents set up outside, yeah. and we put together this. I don't even know what you call it. Something that never been done in radio before. Two different companies coming together. United yeah, United Radio, radio competition yeah. together. Uh, you know, the only thing, when, when all that crisis, though, what I remember about the day, there was a shining moment when everybody was here, and I think the power was still out. 
you had cars parked on the interstate. Remember, because gas stations That's were closed, right. but right. electricity was out. Right. And the first meal in the building for the three companies that came together was crawfish etouffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you know, somebody figured out a way to make thing. it a Louisiana thing, right? Man, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, Gustav was three years later, and that mm-hmm. was bigger for Baton Rouge than yeah. almost any place else, having to yeah. ration gasoline and lines at gas stations. And that's when radio is all you have. There's no electricity unless mm-hmm. you're backpowering the house yeah. with a generator or have one. You're listening to the radio to hear what's going on. Do you guys run through a process? Because I, I know I always try to, when I was doing this during a storm or something, to try to leave as much of me out of it when you're just doing news talk and you're kind of a conduit of information. Try not to let too many things piss you off. Try to just get information to the people yeah. and be a calming source. I remember coming up here after Gustav and t- telling people on the air, Hey, we've been through this before. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen it worse. Everybody, take a breath. Yeah. And I got text messages from people saying, I kind of needed to hear that yeah. because you, you're wondering, oh, God, we're going to go through it again. Yeah. So what about for you guys? What's your mental process in the aftermath when you've got to go back on the air? I've never given any thought to my mental process. I really do, do whenever we've gone on the air. I love to go on together with these guys because that's how I breathe. I mean, that's how it works yeah. for us. But um, I don't give it a lot of thought ahead of time, but I do feel that responsibility. I understand that they need something and I do want to bring that, whether it's the information of you don't have power yet or you're going, I guess I feel I've never thought about it. And but I think, yes, you step up. Actually, because we do this together, and we did do that together for, for Gustav, I, I can look at Jody and tell you from the outside perspective, her intuition is really good, and Jody is awesome at making sure that we're not thinking of ourselves as radio people. It's always, what is what is the person who's listening to us at that moment experiencing right. and they doing? Need. Right. And so if there's, you know, in, in Gustav, when at one point 100% of the power was out in Baton Rouge, that's absolutely, Clay, what you're talking about, that reassurance mode, okay? Because you're at home by yourself yeah. in the dark. Right. If you're lucky that you've got family members around you that's awesome but it's very isolating and here we are in a social media world and all that gets ripped out from underneath us yep. when power goes away yep and so i think that changes as the situation evolves and so i mean i'm just saying that that's i'm not just complimenting jody because she's my wife <laughs> i'm just saying that jody's got a really good intuition because she always frames what she's doing from the listener's perspective from the user perspective and and what we do too is because of what we do here the three of us in the chemistry and all that not you Clay, you're going at it from the news guy or the, mm-hmm. you yep. know, I'm going to give you as much information as I can give you right. and assure you when we go over there to do it, we're going to do that. But I can't help but throw in a joke or two every now and then. <laughs> but see, and I got a temper with, you know, I know you may not have power or, it, you know, you may be up to your waist in water, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you at least go, ha, yeah, right. that's, that's but, true. The too. beer's available. It's hot, but it's still beer. Yeah, there's still see, beer. I, I think that's as important yeah. Yeah. as giving the information that I'm not very good at telling jokes. I get every. Right couple times a year i'll get a good one in but you know i'm not very well there it is i'm over, go, over, yeah. over my quota now that one works that's so, right you've got enough smooth to outclass all of us oh, best wow. dressed guy on the planet wow. you know and just, okay seriously let's yeah. talk about prince now <laughs> so, so where i was in new orleans yeah. at an event at the hyatt yes when the news started popping up on people's phones yeah right. and it was so apparent that people were into that mm-hmm that the MC, the mistress of ceremony, mm-hmm. had to talk about it yes, because good. it was that big of a deal. But I felt For like her. a relative died. I said, this yeah. is crazy. I feel like mm-hmm. a relative died. Right. What about y'all? I was in here in the studio with Sam, 
and I saw it and I was like, oh, no, I thought, please let it be a hoax. Please let it be a hoax because we have so many of those. Yeah. So thank, thanks really, for being right. so connected. And because of social media, it's right. just, it's coming across Twitter and everything else. And it's like somebody at Paisley Park, somebody at Paisley, yeah. and somebody speculates. It could have yeah. been Prince. We don't know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, it's Prince. And it's like, you wait for that no. trusted news you know, source. No. AP, yeah. Murphy, yeah. Was, you were in a meeting or something? No, I was at lunch with a friend of ours, Rick oh, Cantor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. so, um, and it, he and I hadn't, actually, it's kind of ironic. The reason he and I were having lunch, my mother passed away a couple of weeks ago and so oh, prince wow. passed literally a week and a half after my mother's passing which was sudden and unexpected yeah same thing so i'm already kind of in that haze and fog and kind of do, dealing with that whole mortality thing yeah. but you know prince in his heyday i was in high school you know and so um for me it's that whole weird moment of oh wait this is one of our pop icons mm-hmm. right. it's kind of like the michael jackson thing is right. like that doesn't happen that's not supposed to happen it's always supposed to be the Stones, yeah. <laughs> somebody older. We can't um, kill Keith Richards. <laughs> well, many think he's dead. He just doesn't know it yet, yeah. you know? But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. He's like a roach, you know? When the bomb goes off, it's roaches and Keith Richards. So, Isn't he lovely? Mm-hmm. Oh, but, man. But, and yeah. that's what you do when you're talking about a hurricane. Yeah, that's <laughs> I feel but like I is, lost a friend too. Yeah, yeah. That's, and Jody was listening to you know Prince constantly for the for the next couple of days. It's weird how that you you really you feel so connected to somebody you don't necessarily know, but I yeah. guess we know better than we think. Yeah, yeah, it's true. If you if you had a relationship with them, whatever it was, you knew them. You can. I mean, it's real. It's still real sadness if you lose somebody. And that's, he right. was he was a kid when he started, yes. basically, yeah. and mm-hmm. and you kind of see saw him transition and mature and move through that period of his life where he became so much more introspective and you hear him talk about the industry and mm-hmm. you know the guy taught himself what 26 <laughs> instruments yeah. yeah i mean that's a level of intellect that's so it's, far it, beyond what most is. people could understand i can't understand it you know i can't either and you know it's really weird i remember thinking in 90 or 91 whenever it was he, he went to the symbol i i just in my head and i was 20 <laughs> yeah, I was another whack job yeah it's yeah. like you know this guy's being a diva right. and then then you finally realize wait this guy yeah. artistically was wrestling for control over his right. music and was willing to change his identity to get out of what he thought was a deal with the devil you know it's funny i saw an interview he did with george lopez mm-hmm. and he he talked a little bit about some of the inside industry stuff and he talked about you know artists covering your song Mm -hmm. which is something i'd known about what i didn't know is that if you write a song and the record company is aware of it and they get it they can just pull it and say oh we're going to give it to this person over here so they gave that song to Sinead o'connor and so when he did it people thought he was doing her song but he wrote that song yeah right i thought wow i never knew that and he was so smart about those things Mm -hmm. the thing about him that i appreciated the most is that he was so he protected his privacy. He was such a superstar, so flamboyant on stage. But everybody who knew him says he was far from a diva. Yeah. I, I, and thanks to social media, there's so much that's come out about him, about the stuff you didn't know. I, I've seen interviews and, and stories about people that were in his close circle that, you know, when he would go into a town to do a concert, he had an agenda besides the concert. Right. And those folks were taking care of. You know, a single mom or yeah, a right. school over here where all yeah. the kids needed lunch. Sure. He didn't want anybody to know about that. And they said it was all, all on the down low. That's and he, the best he took way to care do of it. that stuff yeah. and didn't want anybody to know. And they did it. And it's like there's so much of that stuff that I don't think we'll ever know that he did that besides just Prince the musician, yeah. you know? I was Sam on the privacy. And the other thing that I really admire, and it's again sad that I didn't know this or even put two and two together until the death and the aerial photos and all that. He stayed at home. Never left. He made home his yeah, home. No matter it, it, the level of superstardom that he had, he still called Minnesota his yeah. home. Yeah. And I just think that there's something 
totally cool about that. Well, you think you're a part of something when you recognize how you're mourning someone who's being mourned in Paris and in all these other places Mm -hmm. and, you know, Springsteen and all Mm -hmm. these artists who are honoring him because I think people respect genius. I really think most people can respect greatness. You're in awe of it. Yeah, because he was great. And, And you watch some of his live performances. He was doing things on stage with that ability that mm-hmm. you know no one yeah. else had. And right. Michael Jackson was an icon, but in the last 10, 15 years of his life, it was a bit of a circus with some of the things yeah. going on. Prince <laughs> never really became that. Right. No. Outside of flashing his behind on stage and chaps. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. It's pretty normal. Um did you there hear you go, the Sam. did you hear about the the memoir? Uh, yeah, that he was 50 pages 50 in 50 pages into a memoir. That is never enough. But they're no. going to, I mean, I know that a book will come, but it oh, kills yeah. me that it's not going to be all from him. And we'll never really know. No. You know, it's funny. L.A. Reid said he was afraid of elevators. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, don't that's, even. Okay. Don't, yeah. <laughs> too much. For, too soon, too See, much. If I was doing a morning show, that would be, that would get <laughs> well, the phone ringing I right I want to know why he was afraid of elevators. Was it the height thing or was no, it? Uh, no telling. Uh, I'm going to get stuck in here with somebody for right. six hours or? I'll Google it. Okay. Yeah, I won't give it away. I won't, you know, I won't mess with you like that, Jody. Um, Jody probably is the biggest Prince fan in the room, though, because when she and I first started dating, um, she was like, "Okay, there's a lot more Murphy to Prince than when doves cry." And you gotta know, go deeper. Little Red Corvette favorite so, Prince song. It's really hard. Can I? Can I do three? Okay, give me three. Adore. Oh yeah. You know Adore. Yeah. Do you know Baby I'm a Star? I do. I do not. Baby know that one. Clay. Maybe, I'm need, sure I've heard it. That's on Purple Rain. Oh, then I've heard it. Okay, you you have heard it. Um, I really love this one called "If I Was Your Girlfriend." Oh yeah, got it okay. on the uh, thing here. Yeah. <gasps> I think even you know it's been covered repeatedly. Yeah. I think TLC yeah. covered it once. I think Beyonce covered it. There's so many, yeah. and um, it's also another regret of mine that I never saw the man in concert. I gave away eight tickets to him coming to New Orleans. A couple Are you of serious? Years. Oh, Clay. that's a heart attack. My, That's uh, a regret. I did indeed. That's a regret. My mom yeah. uh, stings a little bit, which I hadn't said it out loud before <laughs> Katrina hit. My mom was a uh, uh, what do you call usher at, at the Sanger, one of the head ushers there. Really? And when he came and performed in concert there, he had the thing for his his fan club. Yeah. Before the show, yeah. You know, it's like fifty people in there, and so she was in there, got to watch it because she's running things, and she, my mom, can be very judgmental. You know, it's another one of those rock and rollers is coming. But she was just blown away by he. She said he just sat there with people and he talked and he invited people on stage to play his guitars. Yeah, and she yeah. was like he. She was just blown away by the person he was. Apparently, he kicked Kim Kardashian off stage. Yeah, so his yeah. legends grew so even more with me. She on wouldn't that dance, so he told her to take a hike. Yeah, that's right. So, favorite Prince song, Murph. You got to have at least one. <laughs> See, I'm going to be Mr. Pop Average Guy on that because That's I do. Okay. When Doves Cry is my favorite, especially since I know in this, the genius in this song. That song has no bass line. I don't know yeah, if you know it. Yeah. It's just drums and everything yeah. else. You, it's it's almost an illusion if yeah. you don't focus on yeah. it. In uh, Raspberry Beret, always loved that song. First time I heard that song, I was such a radio geek. I was junior in high school, and I was listening to WLS in Chicago in my bedroom here. You know, hundreds of miles away, as cool as AM radio at night. That was the first time I'd ever heard that song. And so that just stuck with me. So those are my two favorites. Well, there's a, you know, the easy one. Everybody can say Purple Rain, yeah. right? Mm, so I good. would say the beautiful ones. Oh, yes. Pop Life. For me. And I, I love would Pop die Life. for you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's Kiss. Just yeah. because Kiss is one of those ones like, you know, Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. No yeah. Matter, no matter who you are, what you are, what you know, what you don't know. 
you know, play it in football stadiums. When you get eighty thousand people singing this, when song. it comes up and it hits that one point, yeah. everybody's going to go. <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> see, see. Extra credit. You may not know the words to Raspberry Beret, but you know that part is coming in Kiss, right. yes. and you're going to do it. Come on, Em. You got to give me at least one Prince song. She has one. Uh, mine is the most beautiful girl in the world. Oh, uh, you, you can't find that, that anywhere. Yeah. You're right. No, you find it. No, you can't. That's right. I went on iTunes the other day. I'm like, let me just buy that. Can't do it. <gasps> yeah, can't buy that album. I don't know if that was in the symbol it's phase a, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. you can't find it. It's an issue it. that with him with owning his own stuff. Well, he 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 said there's no other genre of art where the artist doesn't own his or her art outside of the music industry Mm -hmm. and what Taylor Swift and I guess now with Beyonce with this thing that was on HBO I believe Mm -hmm. Lemonade I didn't see it. I, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Who I heard it sounded hear? like a bad Dr. Phil episode without Dr. <laughs> Phil. So Let's uh, play yeah. a second joke, everybody. <laughs> I just, had, <laughs> just had that thought. I'm <laughs> done. And, and it gets me about lemonade, too. I should we, drop the mic again. We've talked about it here. Is it's like, okay, so the whole premise is that Jay, Jay-Z cheated on you behind your back, so you're going to go out and put on, a, put on an album, and this whole video thing on HBO and Jay Z's in the video, and he's all cool with it. And, and the next like, day, uh-uh. you're all cool with one another. Yeah. It kind of feels like we've been doing. I don't really. Are understand. they drinking I've lemonade in it? It is. No, you make lemonade. You take lemons, lemons and make, and make lemonade. lemonade. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I don't. Come on, Clay. Hey. Got no interest in that. <laughs> None. It's kind of lost on me yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But. So I didn't know. I didn't know what the lemonade was. I said, what are they serving lemonade in the video? Or no. So that's what it is. Uh, Life gives you lemons. You make yeah. lemonade. I guess so. Gee, see, that's, that's clever. Again, this is one of those things I literally only saw the headlines of in social media and never clicked through deeper to see what was what it was about. So much. So that's the place I want to move to finally here. Social media and radio. Okay. Right? There are so many forms of social media. You guys could be live as you're doing it. You can be communicating yeah. with listeners. Uh, on Twitter, if you say something, there's a stream of thoughts. Talk about how you feel about that. I don't want to presume anything. I love it. I love it's an it too. Extra mm-hmm. layer, an extra way that we can, uh, you know, get to know who's listening, what they think. I, it's I so personal. It. I think yeah. it's 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 nice. I agree with. It makes Jody, it more of a two way street. Yep, yeah, Jody and Emily on that. I think social media is far better than phones and anything we ever used to look. And we love talking. It still do. But think about you know you're driving over here, kids in the back seat of the car. You may or may not have time to really pick up the phone and dial call somebody. This gives us so many other ways to connect and share. And then you really get to share outside of what people's real life time windows are you know what i mean there there are just as many people across the course of a week who download listen to our show on the app in the evenings or afternoons as do in mornings because that's just the way that life is now but when you it's kind of crazy to count the channels facebook twitter um we have instagram we have instagram we have uh we're just doing Snapchat. snapchat on a limited basis here now you can do live video on facebook you still have periscope which is the whole google thing yeah. youtube i mean we've just got it's it's an unlimited amount of channels that you can just you know share and get feedback but what jody said is so true it's two-way well which is and, awesome and on the air this gives people something they didn't have 20 years ago and mm-hmm. an opportunity to interact yeah. with and, the right. guy or gal on the radio. And it also adds, you couldn't do that. You know, because radio is the audio, but right. it gives us the visual aspect. Because, sure. you know, Murphy was saying with the phones 10, 15 years ago, it was you heard what I said and you could call me on the phone. And unless you saw me out somewhere in public, you didn't know really. I haven't, I don't know what they look like. He right. sounds big, he sounds small. Yeah. But, you know, we're posting constantly. <laughs> he on sounds fa- white. He's. <laughs> <laughs> 
are they usually surprised with me yes uh but you see it on on facebook and it's like i can post a picture of my cat sitting somewhere you know i know that's lame or but what my kids are doing or here you know videos of anything like oscar night you know jody will post something like oh did you see j-lo's dress and i'll even reply on our facebook page i'm like yes wasn't it so hot you know and it's just like that you can see people post i thought it was a little too risque and it's cool it's that two-way street Mm -hmm. i've got to talk to somebody besides just the morning when we're on so how do you manage it because you are in 41 markets though well we don't have to post something 41 times i mean it, it's the murphy salmon well, i mean how do you manage the interaction if someone's talking to you about something specifically and oh, say we try San to get to all versus, of them yeah. I mean, we try to be yeah. responsive to everybody as much as possible yeah. yeah especially i mean if it's inbox to us there's always going to be a response or reply you know email those kind of things you know when it comes to post we'll interact with post but it's like anything else if you it would look kind of weird, I suppose, if you answered every single comment and yeah. post on a Facebook sure, page. Sure. Oh, you, you do need to sleep forever, sometimes, too. Sometimes, yeah. Right. Yeah, do you guys post often? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, very it, good at that right? yet. Yeah, throughout the day. I mean, it's not, and it's not just during the show. Well, look, look, <laughs> there is something to be said to me, too. When you started listing them off, Murphy, you, Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all Twitter and all this, you know, there's a certain part of me, certainly at a certain time of the day, where I am more than happy to turn my phone phone off and just put it somewhere because I need to breathe because I'm just a human being, you know? So I, I move in that world when we want to talk to everybody, but I, I, I'm trying to teach that to my children that life is not something that you live through a screen. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. That's kind of a thing now, you know, texting while walking and people in towns or their stories about cities trying to, find mm-hmm. people for on sidewalks staring yeah. into their phones it's like yeah. that's odd well, jody and i have that, that dinner rule though when we're with, it's dinner with us or the girls or whatever the phones go down it's just not in nine times out of ten they're not even at the table that's talk time the girls or the phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <All phones>. right. <laughs> so finally here if, if for listeners of murphy sam and jody what is, and I'll ask each of you to answer this question, everybody in the room, dear God, something social media is happening behind me is here. Is it? Uh, <laughs> what is one thing about this show that you hope the listener gets from it? Oh, Who's man. going first? Uh, I don't know. I mean, J- Jody will probably be the best to speak of this. I, when everybody's got to answer, no though, Murph. Yeah. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah. Um, What's the question again? What is one thing you would like the listener to Take away from Murphy, Sam, and Jody. One thing you want them to think about your show when you do it every day. I was going to say, well, Jody, you know, respectfully, Jody should probably go last out of all of us. Or okay. do you want to go first? No, I would love to go last. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think Jody deserves the final word on that. I, I, so here's the Murphy perspective on that. Um, I would hope it still shows that there's a place in today's world where raunch and vulgarity and over the top is it's so embraced, everybody's got to keep out doing everybody that there's still a place for just good family friendly fun you know and it and that doesn't mean smalty it doesn't mean it has to be so safe for kids sure. it's just got to be you know fun something that can be uplifting and sets a tone for your day that makes life a little bit more positive that would be my hope if we have a small role in that uh Sam. My, mine is that i'm a human being that i'm no, I mean that See, lovingly. Yeah. This is why we don't answer questions. <laughs> I mean lovingly. That was Jody clapping. Uh, because you, you see a lot of Hollywood glitz and the Beyonce's we were talking about, and the Jay-Z's, yeah. and, and people try to approach them, and it's like, no, 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 you know, I got people to handle you people. Right. And it's like, I go to Walmart. I talk to the cashier. I'm just, I'm Sam from the radio. Oh, I, oh, I love yeah. that thing that you said. Yeah, and I'll talk to you about it sure. if you run into me. Sure. I'm not 
you know, Sam from Murphy, Sam and Jody. I'm just Sam. You know? I love that. God, that is so true. Because mm-hmm. people don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Clapping for myself Clapping there. For people I don't know how answer. to approach you. Come on, everybody. And, and they are afraid to yeah. at times. Well, it's like, I, you know, I can, can, I, can we take, and Jody and I have run into this too, and Murphy too. Yeah. Can, can I take a picture with my kid with you guys? And it's like, well, sure you can. Right. Well, and then there are those that still think Jody's married to Sam. Oh, God. <laughs> Please get that straight. Oh, wait a minute. I'm coming back to that one. <laughs> Mine's similar to Sam's, just that we're human and that, um, I don't know, we just, we we like each other and we, I don't know, everybody wants to be liked and loved, you know? I'm not trying to put on a, a fake persona or anything. Anything I say on the air is me. Mm-hmm. And so if it's yeah. wrong or yeah. anything, I'm sorry, but it is me. It's real. I just want people to know that... Um, what, what's the takeaway? Is that the question? Yes. What's the takeaway from Murphy, Sam, and Jody? Yes. Come escape with us every day. That's what. Hmm. I want it to be fun and an escape and easy because I know morning in the, at the house can be very stressful for the, the person who manages it all and is always trying to get people out the door. And then you get to work and then you've got all that stuff piled up. In that time that you spend with us, escape with us. We are all those things. We're just... We're so lucky to get to do this and hang out and mm-hmm. laugh every day and talk about what's going on in the world. But come have fun with us every day because we're having fun. We do have people that will say, you know, how do y'all do it? Y'all write everything out, but y'all Ugh. sound so natural. Y'all, it sounds like y'all are my friends around the coffee table. And it's like, we are. it's not written out. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, we're just doing what we are, you know? We're lucky. So why do people think y'all are married? The, you know what's it's, really funny? It's this, the voice it's thing, the, really. The, it probably is, is. Is it not the way the names flow, or what is that? I think it's. I think Sam's uh, right. Our voices is very difficult to distinguish male voices from one another, yeah. which is why we're really cautious to call each other by name in show. Right. The other thing is the That's name of the show. Names, by the, the way, the name of the show probably yeah. is the, because it's Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Yeah, Sam I think, and Jody. I think that's just the middle thing. That's the thing I thought about yeah. when you said that. I'd never heard that yeah. before. It's just, Murphy, comma, Sam and Jody. <laughs> <laughs> and so I and I'm you know the funny thing is we laugh about that now because it's a common it's a common thing and we embrace it and it's you know. That's fine. Well, you guys do a great job. Apparently, you. you guys are the longest running morning show in this town. Let that sink in just for a moment. Thank you. You know, I will say one more thing about that, too, because yeah. and this is more of a career path thing for anybody sure. who's considering what they want to do. The biggest takeaway for me is this is what the four of us do. And I'm really not trying to sound emotional about this, but um, it's a blessing. And the reason it's a blessing is because I, I didn't set out to be able to do something for 20 straight years sure. with a group of people. There have been This industry has changed so much, and we've made uh, a lot of personal sacrifices to do what we do. The right. hours are kind of unforgiving. Right. It's very challenging working with a, uh, <clears throat> with a spouse. It's probably a lot easier for me than you it is You noticed he coughed there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, the spouse. Uh, you know, it's it, carefully. But, but challenging for Jody, and you know, we work through that. But, but the biggest thing for me is that it just it truly shows that if you stay committed and you're passionate and you make sometimes what other people would say are unpopular or quote unquote dumb decisions well if you don't pick up and move to Atlanta that show's never going to this that and the other and so by being true to ourselves we've actually become better over the years I think it's increased our longevity honestly and then people like Emily who come along who for whatever reason see that same vision and stick with us for 12 years and now David who's believing the same thing that's a gift I mean, you know I'm saying that is this is not like just something that that you know that that happens you really when you give of yourself and you really believe in others great things happen i agree 
Thank you guys for doing the podcast. Well, I appreciate you. it. Thank you, Clay. Thank Murphy, you. Sam, and Jody. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Last year about this time, walked into my home in the evening and I had visitors, not relatives, termites. And the first thing I did was call John Conroy, and that's what you ought to do. Better yet, go see him. Here is John Conroy. What do we do? This is the swarming season, right? It really is. It's just getting started. Now, you had the little gold-colored little boogers with the that's wings. That's exactly yeah, right. Th- those are not your friends. Couldn't shoot him, so I had to call you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if I recall, we treated that. Yep. With By doing a termite treatment around mm-hmm. the outside. That's right. These were definitely Formosans. That's right. We used Termidor and we used Tallstar in different areas. Folks, if you come by, this is the exact same stuff the professionals use. And we, it solved the problem. It did. Absolutely, it did. So if you are in the New Orleans region and you're thinking about this and you should be, how can I get it? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. And on the West Bank, we're on the Palco just past the Harvey Bridge. The man knows what he's talking about. Go see him at Pest Stop. Do it yourself pest control welcome back to the clay young show so there you have it a free ride behind the scenes of murphy sam and jody and that was really good the keith richards comment was very very funny and i think i met my quota for jokes already in 2016 on that show so i'm done i'm retiring from funny comments for the rest of the year so let's talk about um where we are right now as we do the close of the show. Where are we? We are in the Podcast 225 studio here at CYE. We've been telling you you've been hearing that promo from Orlando talking about having your own show, and we are now closer to it because the construction here is great. Thank you, Marvin. He did a great job getting this thing done in a weekend, and we are ready to roll. And we're actually going to be having meetings in the next couple of weeks with people who are hoping to have their own show, and you will be able to hear that. And so I think these digs suit us pretty well. What do you think? It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So there you have it. Next week's show will feature a conversation with Jay Grimes, chief forecaster at WAFB-TV. He's going to be here to talk about expectations for the 2016 hurricane season. And we're also going to talk again with David Savona with Cigar Aficionado Magazine. We'll get a chance to thank him and also talk about a lot of the legislation popping up in cities and states around the country that deal with smoking in public places and also what the federal government is attempting to do vis-a-vis premium cigars. That's next week on the show. Again, thank you all so much for your help with Smoke'em. If you want to see some of the pictures, go to the Clay Young Enterprises Facebook page and you can see some of the images from that event and already start planning on next year because this fall we will give you the date for the 2017 edition of Smoke'em if you got them and we will tell you who the event will benefit next year 
as well. So it's been fun. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, download the show, or get that Talk 107.3 mobile app, or just pull us up on the website at podcast225.com. <sighs> finally, we can breathe after smoking is done. I know. Finally. All right. So you can catch us next week as we talk hurricanes and premium cigars here on The Clay Young Show on iTunes, on Talk 107.3's mobile app, and of course, podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.